If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hi, this is Frank Todaro, and you're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. This is Starscream, the true leader of Cybertron, and consequently, all things Transformers. (laughs) Get it? That's the name of the show. This is Megatron, and you found the all things Transformers frequency here at the GeekCast Radio Network. Join Steve and Mike as they unleash the beast in you and discuss all things Transformers. (laughs) Excellent! Yes! Who gave the idea of Starship being like one of the leaders of Cybertron just out of plain curiosity? Some weirdo. What do you mean idea? He's always one of the leaders of Cybertron. (coughs) The true leader of the Decepticon. (coughs) Consequently, Cybertron! (coughs) Is there something? Do you need a lozenge? I actually have one. I'm good, thanks. I, I, I don't know, uh, the writers, people smarter than I am, I'm just a monkey who reads the lines, but, uh, oh my lord, I, I love the idea. Of, it's such a natural progression for him to do that, right? To go into politics. There have been many voices of Starscream. Chris Lotta, obviously the first and arguably the best. However, there have also been Starscream vocals done by Doug Parker, Tom Kenny, Steve Bloom, Charlie Adler, and so many more. But there can be only one true leader of Cybertron and the Decepticons, and that is our guest today here on All Things Transformers in the TFGN Podcast. We welcome Mr. Frank Todaro. No. I would more say that it's, it's a crisis of infinite star screens. We all get together at the company mixers to discuss our uh, chosen paths and, and, and ruling techniques in our respective dimensions. Uh, no one's really right. Well, we're all right. We're Starscream. How dare you, Starscream? Well, I mean, I dare. You can live if you dare. I'll, I'll melt you down into aluminum siding. Oh, yes, indeed. <sighs> or you could dare to be stupid <laughs> like Optimus. Thank you so much for having me, guys. How you yeah, doing? Us. We haven't even started this yet, and it's already a blast. Right on. God. We could probably just go on and on talking about what toys are coming out next, because we're all a bunch of collectors and oh, stuff, too. Right? We probably could, yeah. <laughs> we probably could. <laughs> yeah, we probably shouldn't, because your your vocal cords are already ripped now. You won't have yeah. a voice by the time we end up Oh, finishing. that's just what I normally sound like. The other voice is the one that I put on. 
<laughs> oh, it's from so my you're... mother's side. You know, she's half Canadian. <sighs> I was gonna say, so you're Batman now. <laughs> oh my lord, no, no, you know. Corner right. of homes on the subway or something. Jesus. Now wait a second, Kevin Conroy never did that. No, 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 not that, not the Batman. You're right. Yeah, you're right. yeah. There, there is big. only one Batman. <laughs> and there's <laughs> only one Joker. Katie Holmes. Oh God. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm throwing you guys off. I apologize. No, no, it's hilarious. It's, it's <laughs> awesome. Think of the fun. Uh huh. That's right, Joker. Before we get started, <laughs> yeah, and we all, I, I always ask this, but I always preface it. If you're going to get in trouble, don't say anything. But is there any upcoming projects that you can tease our listeners with? Oof, the hi. So this is a great question for me because I'm so stupid that I forget everything anyway. So I, I'm <laughs> not going to remember anything that's spoiling. Uh, things that, can, that are coming up for me. Uh, well, Kingdom, of course, that's uh, coming up. I think they just announced that it's going to be in July. So they just yep. uh, mm-hmm. at a PulseCon. Um, the Cuphead show. I get to play Mugman in the Cuphead show, which I'm super, super excited about. I cannot gush about that enough. Um, just, I, I, I don't remember what I can and can't talk about, so I'll just say some video games and stuff and TV shows and things. And, I don't know. There are things. <laughs> what was that? I says, and there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> you speak TV? I speak TV. I can, I, yeah, Mike's Mike's eyes are grown, like rolling in his head right now. <laughs> My uh, my eyes rolled so hard it was audible across the room. Oh, I felt it near Burbank, man. Yeah. Uh huh. That's right. I'll feel his down on his stupid. <laughs> All right, Waspinator. Right. This is a Waspinator free zone, don't you know? <laughs> All right. So, Frank, where did you grow up? I grew up in Queens, New York, uh, right around the Flushing area of Queens. Lived in Astoria for about 15 years, Forest Hills for a couple years. So I just bounced around Queens. I'm a glorified townie, only my town just happens to be New York. So you're a Mets fan? Oh, yes. I grew up right in the shadow of Shea Stadium. Let me tell you, I'm a <laughs> Mets fan, Spider-Man fan by default. That's uh, I think Spider-Man is a Mets fan, so it may kind of makes its own gravy. There you go. So yeah, that's why it's it's good. You know, the Mets fans it helps you build character because you're just used to disappointment all the time. So much kinder than the Yankees fans. So, so you got your early start in acting like you were expecting something different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Mets. So let's go, let's go. Mets. I love the orange and blue. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's where I'm from. I'm I'm a New Yorker, and now I live out in Burbank, beautiful downtown Burbank. Yeah, totally different end of the country. <laughs> yeah. Other yeah. side. Big Other giant side. volleyball game. So did you always want to be an actor or a voice actor? I, th- I think it was it was always in the back of my mind. Um, I mean, we all go through different things as we uh, as we grow up. But um, yeah, I, when I was a kid, uh, <laughs> just telling the story the other day, I used to, you know, we're all probably around the same age, I'm assuming. Uh, probably not. I'm probably much older practically dust at this point there's there are these tape recorders that we all had with the yep. little mm-hmm. handle that goes ka-chunk, ka-chunk on the outside yep. and the one is half speaker so i used to i had one of those as a kid it was a hand-me-down for my mother and 
I would record every time that we uh, all the, the little kids came over and we would all be playing. I was a little kid, too. It's weird about that. And uh, like they would want to play house. And I would say, OK, let's do that. But I want to record it. So we would all like kind of talk into the tape recorder. Um, and, you know, like family ties and the Cosby show were, were the rage at the time. So I would always make these terrible jokes and stuff where she would say, oh, this is my boyfriend. I'm bringing my boyfriend over tonight. And I would always be playing the dad because I was one of the two guys on the block. Oh, how ugly is he? (laughs) So there are all these tapes that my mom has for like uh, blackmail material uh, of that. Um, And then, you know, years go on. And I definitely had an aha moment later on where I realized this is what I want to do. And uh, that was oddly connected to transformers it was well, not oddly because uh, honestly most of my inspiration came from actors that were in transformers but um i remember very distinctly it was the late 90s i was uh, home from college and hearing in the other room beast wars as we were talking about before this big beast wars mm-hmm. fan mm-hmm. and it dawned on me that scott mcneil was half of the characters that were talking at that time <laughs> yep. and one of my favorite characters is the character Rat Trap, right? Um, especially, I'm a not super tall Italian guy from New York myself, so of course I'm like, oh, I relate to that guy. Uh, I think it was probably one of my favorite characters in science fiction period was Rat Trap. Uh, and I just I just remember hearing that and then hearing Silverbolt talking to him with Waspinator, the whole same thing. And I'm like, God, that's, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. That's a, That would make me happy. And it was a long, long trip getting there. I'm going to keep prattling on here. I apologize. Uh, but yeah, and then eventually, you know, you just keep hacking away at that stone like a Skeksy with a sword, and eventually it breaks, and thank God you can pay the rent with it. <laughs> Very awesome. So how did you how did you break into the business doing all that? Just hacking away at that rock, man. <laughs> uh geez um just pound that pavement you gotta love it you gotta love the taste of ramen noodles and eventually you know um something gives and uh and yeah it was transformers that brought me out here i was uh mostly doing voices uh voice work back in new york and i moved here around the time the transformers uh dropped um there were some like remote things i would have to fly back and forth for some jobs and such uh, it's a very different climate now. Now, uh, since the pandemic, the way we do things has changed so much, which is kind of good in a sense. And there's just kind of talking about uh, the other side of this is in that people around the country now have these opportunities to record remotely because everybody's scrambling to figure out how to record remotely. And since the pandemic, everybody has sort of the voice community, and you know this, Stephen. Yes. Everybody sort of come together to help one another sort of uh, get your tech up to spec, get uh, things more more sort of like a commonality to sound for everybody set up so that we can keep, still keep working. And the great side effect of that, that is that everybody from coast to coast now has the uh, this opportunity, you know. Um so, yeah, yeah, I, I don't remember the question because I've just been prattling on and on and on like a batty old man uh, for a while. Um, I, I, I the Mets are great. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What were we talking about? Yeah, I'm I'm not too much of a fan of that 86 team, though. 
<laughs> Dude, I've got my button. I've got my 86 World Series button oh, you'd be from my desk mm-hmm. right now. And it's being held by a black suit Spider-Man Marvel Legends fan. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> Did you grow up with Transformers? And at what age do you remember first noticing the franchise? Oh, gosh. Uh... Well, I'll go back a year before Transformers. Uh, my first transforming robot toy was a Buggy Man action figure in 1983, and I loved that thing uh, to death. I played with that so much. And then after that, I got my Cassette Man, which I don't know if it was the original Dyke. I think they had like a couple of knockoffs of them that came out around the same time. So it was like a slightly wrong colored sound wave, but he had like those embossed letters of Cassette Man on his belly. Uh, but yeah, from day one, man, I, uh, I loved Transformers. I loved, uh, the idea of it. I remember being enamored with, uh, the idea of aliens who were just sort of like, I don't know, I guess inhabiting these things that were built on an assembly line. It's so different. They're genuine aliens. Like up until then, I mean, I'm born in 77, so I'm fairly young, but aliens meant they had pointy ears or, uh, like xenomorphs or giant gray aliens from those documentaries on Channel Nine in the afternoon on Sundays. Like there, this was it was really cool, right? Especially when like Cobra Commander shows up in one of them in the future. Oh my God, this is like a, a joined universe. It's just like my comic books. It was great. Um, but yeah, I uh, yeah, I love them. I love them from from the start. Mm-hmm. Okay, now this is a this is just a me question. I ask this to everybody. Because I did this when I was a kid, and <laughs> I, I I just assume I'm weird for me and my friends doing this. Growing up, did you and your friends ever – I'm going to terminology it like this because I refuse to believe in LARPing – pretend <laughs> to play Transformers. So basically, you're all at recess or after school or wherever in the front yard, the backyard – and you yell out, I'm going to be Starscream. And your best friend yells out, well, I'm going to be Megatron and kill you. Of course. Of <laughs> course. And I will say that when we, going back to the other question uh, mm-hmm. about how you get into voice acting, I think that between playing make-believe like that, running around on our front lawns, right? And then something that's close to me is the game Dungeons & Dragons. So I like we couldn't afford the books when we were kids. So we would like make up things. Right. So it got to the point where like you were playing with your toys, but then, you know, kind of make rules and stuff. And you, and you you're playing with your toys or you're running around pretending. I remember one of my friends pretend, pretending to be Baron Von Joy from the Gobots and running around the court, the courtyard and the school we were at in Bayside. And like it was uh, the natural progression was to start playing role playing games. And then eventually in uh, high school, I met. Uh, I met a group of friends first week of high school that I, I, I don't know if you curse on this. So I'll say, I, I kid we you do. not. Uh, okay. Then I shit you not. Uh, every Saturday we still get together now via Skype around the country and continue the same second edition game that we started in 1991. Oh, uh, wow. and that is, and other games we're playing star Wars and vampire and, uh, rifts. Um, but that was invaluable to my career getting to inhabit a character figuring out what that character is going to do next uh when you know i get all asked a lot uh like what are how do you get into voice acting there's the uh there are these answers you know capital a lowercase v take an improv class all of these uh wonderful bits of advice but the advice that i always get is play dungeons and dragons or some other role-playing game think on your feet 
in that way because I cannot express how how valuable that was in training for the rest of my life doing improv. Like bought off a couple improv troops back in New York, and I remember when I guess like, oh, this is this is kind of like Dungeons and Dragons without the dice, only we're walking around. Which goes back to your question about running around pretending you're Galvatron and mm-hmm. and quoting things and and making up new stories. There's there's a creative output there that is what people do for a living when they're making cartoons. So it all kind of comes from the same muscle. It's in your head. And uh, and yeah, anyone who says that you're crazy for say, doing that, they're just making up a story. They forgot. Everybody did that. Everybody did that. And the people that don't stop doing that. They're making cartoons that you watch every day. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, it's all full circle and everything kind of serves towards that. That sort of um, anyway, I'm going to I'm going to prattle on here. <laughs> but uh, You get the picture. Dungeons and Dragons. I like Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> or trying to imitate your favorite characters while you're playing with the action figures. Yeah, that's great. And when I play with the action figure, now I can say it's canon, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's like, <laughs> don't you know I do the voice? <laughs> but, but the figures never talk back, though. That's the yeah. problem. Well, uh, I I always have this joke because <laughs> I, I do uh, audio drama uh, voiceover. And uh, they thought it was funny because uh, I told them about this story that I used to uh, talk to myself in a parking lot when I worked for a car dealership. Uh, in different character <laughs> voices just to see because awesome. I used to listen to like a lot of the the voiceover podcasts like Rob Paulson's and hearing how actors would you know change their voice as quickly as possible you know like for instance like Frank where he could jump Frank Welker where he would jump uh, character to the point that Wally Burrow would think that it was yep. somebody else cutting him. We got to go back. We got to recut that. No, no, we don't, Wally. It's just Frank. Yeah, it's just Frank. So, <laughs> so uh, I love I love those stories so much. I, I I love that story too, and I remember hearing it at uh, TFCon many years ago, and mm. uh, it was one of those moments that kind of inspired me to do that, and so I started practicing it. And of course, I walk by a car, and there's somebody sitting in it, and I'm talking in four different character <laughs> voices, arguing That's with myself, awesome, and. So I tell this story to the people I work with now, and they're like, well, you know that when we write uh, uh, another season, we're going to have you talk to yourself. <laughs> and they did. Uh, that's it that's the best, isn't it? That's oh, yeah. Getting to talk to yourself is hilarious. Yeah. That's cool. God, did, you, did you sell a lot of cars, though? I mean, I, figure, I feel like you walk up to somebody, like, cycling through different voices and stuff. It's like, okay, fine. Here, take my. No, I, I got a couple of crazy looks, though. I just I was like, well, I better just keep that to myself. <laughs> That's where we met, right? You mentioned Frank Welker. That was uh, the second to last VotCon, I think. Yep. Right? Yep. We met in person. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, the first time we met in person, in, in, in the real world, whatever that is. At these yeah, the, that place uh, that, that's imaginary, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the place that exists when I'm not playing Dungeons & Dragons? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's just a role-playing game someone else is playing. We're all figments in this bizarre simulation right oh, i shouldn't yeah. say that people actually think that I, I don't think that we're in a simulation uh which is Not exactly what i would say if we were in a simulation so <laughs> what? so what <laughs> you know speaking of of transformers <laughs> um what generation is your generation and why um hmm. see that's rough because 
G1, of course, is what the default setting of uh, of Transformers is in my mind, because that's what I grew up with. I read the comic books uh, like nobody's business. Same. Um, and, and it was it was a wonderful, rich world. But I don't separate the G1 from Beast Wars. To me, it's the same universe. You know, the, the, the same sort totally. of uh, question. Same, so same toy box. I, what's that? Same same toy box. Exactly. So I would I would say the G1 to Beast Wars to and and this is where the fan part of me like got to backflip because technically Prime Wars and War for Cybertron are in that uh that timeline. So so that's so I get to like go back and like play with my toys kind of in in a professional manner. It's amazing. Uh so so yeah, the G1 Beast Wars that continuity um would be I guess my generation. <laughs> Now, that doesn't mean that I don't love the heck out of Prime and Animated and all the other manifestations. Um, some of the most amazing moments in Transformerdom were from those shows. I loved Animated. Really, really liked Animated. Um, God, uh, Fred Willard came in as Swindle that one episode. Like, it was I, great. My brain melted and dripped out of my ears. Um, and, of course, David Kay is, like, first of all, the sweetest, nicest, most uh, amazing, mm-hmm. kind human being but also to hear him as this kind of like young prime finding his way in the world in that show, everything about that show. Uh, and Derek Wyatt's like deep cut references like Metro Titan, I think was in, in an episode in the background. It's, it's, oh, yeah. it's insane. Um, insane, insane. And uh, yeah. And rat trap, of course, rat trap's my favorite. Uh, but yeah, every, every, um, and the whole cast are just so nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. But G1, I keep in, keep talking about that a bit, but G one, I guess uh, G one, two Beast Wars and Beast Machines. There's some good, good stuff there. Yeah, Beast Machines got a raw deal, but anyway, it did. Uh, it it kind of did. It got a raw deal because it was different. As a, if you separate it as a standalone, it is a very good science fiction. It's mm-hmm. made well. It looked beautiful. The concepts were great. The only kind of disparity there was like some of the characterization where people were like, oh, would, would that character really do that? Uh, I'm upset because Rhinox is my surrogate dad. I don't want him to be a mean tank man. You know? uh, and like it, it. But as a show, it was a very good show. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Who is your end all be all favorite character from any Transformers incarnation? You can pick one Decepticon, one Autobot, one Maximal, one Predacon. Hmm. Well, the answers are Starscream, 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 and Starscream. Uh, well, he's, he's technically in all of them, right? He was an Autobot at one point, right? Uh, no. And he's in Beast Wars too, so I mean that counts. He was, yeah, that's right. It was Doug uh, Parker that did that, right? Yep. Um, God, my favorite Autobot. My favorite Autobot is kind of a weird one. Um, is it, it? It's changed over the years, but it's sort of solidified into Blue Streak. Huh, Blue Streak like... has one of the most tragic backstories. If you if you if you delve into his like bio, like the old Marvel bio and stuff, mm-hmm. where the reason why he talks up a Blue Streak. Is because everyone he knew in his everyone he knew in his life died during the Great War, and to get past that tragedy, that's how he kind of like, you know, uses this like motor mouth. Uh, and of course, it was Casey Kasem, so I mean, it's Casey Kasem. Uh, 
he's sort of like the Spider-Man. He uses this as a defense mechanism to hide the fact that he is constantly tortured by his entire family dying. And that is friggin' cool. <laughs> it's a really uh, a very interesting kind of deep, uh, deep background for for him. For Decepticons, I mean, Starscream's my favorite now. I love Starscream. <laughs> there's, there's a depth there. I loved so much the idea of him becoming a politician in uh in the beginning of combiner wars that was so cool it was just a great progression for him um and like now getting to see the sort of like origin story and stuff it's he's he's a scientist man it's great you know uh maximal of course rat trap and predacon gosh oh gosh just how how can i not say megatron I, I, don't, I don't know how I can like there's something amazing about all of them. Dinobot is amazing. Uh, I just watched Code of Hero again the other day when I was opening my toy I'm like a little kid, you know, with the cowboy hat on watching a Western opening my Dinobot while watching Code of Hero. But there, there's just something so like it's like it's like melted chocolate. The Beast Wars Megatron is 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 it. That's that's my choice. I haven't gotten that figure yet. So <laughs> I, I was fortunate to find him. Uh, oh god january and i have not mm. seen him in store since i i ordered from bbts because uh, pulse was always out um yeah. so he's he's he exists somewhere my toy <laughs> exists out there somewhere <laughs> eventually it'll come to my house that's, it. that's right yeah that's why i keep telling everybody just pre-order through bbts you save yourself the stress you'll get it eventually mm. but i like yeah. the hunt and so I like I hang out on mm. Allspark's uh, Discord, and then we sit there and we banter oh, back yeah. and forth of whether we can find it or not. And <laughs> I've I've managed to collect uh, the entire first wave and second wave of the beasts. <laughs> nice. Like I I just opened um, uh, uh, Air Razor is right next to me on my desk. I'm, I'm painting her to be show accurate right now. <laughs> You're what? I'm painting the figure. <laughs> oh right. Cool. To be show accurate. Yeah, it drives me nuts. Like that they didn't, they were, they cheaped out on the paint apps. But I love the 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 visuals of of the the molds that they they finally have for these I figures. I just love how how they figured out sort of like the folding of the panels for some of the oh, ways yeah. to make it look like the CGI model where they just shrink. Uh, well, I don't know what they're gonna do with Pterosaur, but like I don't know either. Just, but yeah. I I I was coming very close to getting a second Dinobot for. Uh, Beast Wars Grimlock, and then uh, I they're gonna have a Beast Wars Grimlock based off the Uprising comic, and I was like, I don't know if I want to do this now. <laughs> and like a G1 Mirage too, right? Are they oh, yeah. a G1 Mirage? God, that's cool. Great time to be a fan. So yeah, many toys, so little time. We don't deserve this, do we? You know? No. Like it's, oh yes, we do. After what all they put us through in the eighties, yes, we do. We deserve this. <laughs> I know we're spoiled now. We get all these awesome toys now. Yeah. It's it's definitely a moment of like, where do you go from here? Because they have gone and mined so many of these like like so many like G1 figures that you never really thought Japanese exclusive figures. I can't believe that Overlord was in Prime Wars, you know, oh, know. And let alone like this masterpiece of a figure there. Uh, and then they go back and redo things that you just got a couple of years ago. This uh, studio series Grimlock, like that's a masterpiece that you can drop on the floor. It's, it's mm-hmm. amazing. Oh, it's no, the same it's, scale, it's, too. It's, and it's a masterpiece that costs a fraction of the pr- price. Yep. <laughs> this is true. That's I what I like so much about out. these yeah. new toys. Yeah. Like uh, like Dinobot. They finally yeah. have a good Dinobot in budget pricing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
How often do you go back and rewatch any of the Transformers cartoons that you're not a character in? Um, I mean, I like I was just saying, I just watched uh, Code of Hero the other day. I'll throw one on uh, in the background, mostly uh, Beast Wars, in the same way I would put on like Star Trek The Next Generation or The Office or something, just kind of like put it on. Uh, because yeah, after a while you watch them so many times, it's like listening to a song that you know really well, you know, you kind of have all the beats down. Um, oh, yeah. but yeah, yeah. In fact, I probably watch things that I'm not in far, far more often than things <laughs> I am in. Uh, yeah. We all love Transformers comics. Which incarnation do you love and why? Um, love what they're doing with, uh, IDW. Um, the, the Lost Light crew stories uh, mm-hmm. were amazing, um, but the tail end of the Marvel run, uh, the Furman stuff, I don't know, honestly, there's so many from the early uh, from the early run of the Bob's. That just has that uh, special place in my heart because that's what I started with, you know. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I am behind. I have a lot of the uh, the big black spines collected ones you know, that IDW put out, the hardcovers. Yep. Of the two different runs, the, the two different kind of realities when the movies came out. Um, not realities, you know, you don't know I mean like the, phase, the two yeah, phases yeah. of the IDW universe. Um, but yeah, yeah. If, if to, to actually answer the question, I would say the original Marvel run. Hmm. <clears throat> That's one of my favorites too, actually. <laughs> yeah. I, I when remember they, scrounging uh, them. <laughs> when they uh, showed the uh, the arc. Um, the I couldn't help but notice right away that the face looked just like the last Autobot from that mm-hmm. uh, from that last oh, issue, yeah. and then to find out that no, that's on purpose, and then you see um oh gosh, what's his name? The Action Master, uh, Mainframe is it? Yeah, no, not Mainframe. It is uh, Mainframe, right? Yeah, I think so. And so, and the the uh, you know you know what I mean Teletron one is like uh not Teletron Teletran yeah Teletran one <laughs> it was uh is kind of basically that exact figure. It's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. So what was your favorite or actually your first Transformers toy as a kid? My first Transformers toy was a red bumblebee. It was a wrong colored bumblebee. So and cliff jumper. Most of it. Today. Bumble jumper. I know. Yeah. But the I don't know. Is it cliff B or bumble jumper? But the red version of bumblebee. Yeah. It's bumble in jumper. the package that had him. Yeah. Nice, nice. How big is your Transformers collection? It's it's pretty big. Uh, <laughs> there's about a hundred Rubbermaids in a undisclosed location back in New York in storage because most of my G1 all that sort of stuff is 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 over there. Uh, over with the stuff that made it across, those few select pieces came uh, from that period across the country when we moved. Um, but everything from like uh, the the thrilling thirties forward came across with me. Um, so most of that stuff is here. There's some G one and whatnot. Um, I have the misfortune of not just collecting transformers. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> going to need a bigger boat fairly soon. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, it's, it's probably bigger than it should be. Probably bigger than it should be. <laughs> so, uh, how do you feel about non-transforming transformers, uh, especially like I've seen the studio or the uh, not the studio, the uh, the red figures, which don't get me wrong. They look awesome. Uh, but 
what do you what is your opinion of of just non-transforming transformers to me personally um i love the idea when it's uh, of an old action master like super seven just put out uh bonsaitron as one of their like premium action figures have you seen this yeah i, I think so i've seen the, the the photos of the the super seven yeah, I, I don't know if they're actually out yet. They had one of the Insecticons and uh, Ghost Starscream. Um, but yeah, I, I would I would love the non-transforming figures of the Action Masters. I mean, of course, I would like them to actually transform too. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, outside of that, I mean, I haven't really been collecting them. I've seen them in the stores. And I think what's just held me back is like just – Holding the Netflix repaint of Earthrise Optimus, if you, if you got that one with the little uh, two minicons or whatever. The yep, I got that one. Somewhere. Yeah, that is a perfect toy. There's no way to improve that. Like the dimensions, the uh, whatever. It's it's it is a perfect toy, and the joints were all tight on the one that I got. It's great. So I don't really see the need outside of being a completist, which I'm not. A, I can't be a completist. Uh, it's, it's just I can't get every single minicon that has a teal blob of paint on its forehead from, uh, from the, or Micron Legends, whatever. So if I were a completist, maybe. But if, I might grab something that catches my eye. Of course, if the Starscream comes out, I'm going to grab the Starscream. But like that Cheetor figure, they were on the shelves next to each other the last time I went to Target. Uh, to buy cat food, and it was uh, you know they had Cheetor from Kingdom next to the Red Series Cheetor, and the Red Series had some great paint apps and stuff, but the the one that transforms they have already figured out the technology to make it look that great as a as a robot. So I don't know, I don't know. I'm not going to say that it's not for me, but I definitely would not buy it in lieu of the awesome transforming one that they've already worked out how to I, do. I can see lives. that. And yeah. one of the reasons why I have I, – why I'm asking people – or why we are asking people this question is because eventually mm-hmm. I'm going to steer the conversation to Funko. Have you gotten the <laughs> Funko Popstar Scream yet? I have not been able to find it. I am also really? someone who likes to hunt in the in the wild, uh, uh, you know, like when there's not a it's global fun. pandemic. And But, I yeah, I, I like to find things. It, is, it feels like there's an accomplishment. I do nothing. I, I wake up from my bed and walk into a closet all day. I, I need the physical activity. And <laughs> I have not found that. I found Bumblebee. Uh, I think it's, it's a Target exclusive, right? The Funko yes, Pop? I think so, yeah. It yeah, is, I have yes. not seen it yet. I have not seen uh, it yet. Um, and th- that's probably the only <laughs> modern Starscream I don't have. <laughs> uh, I'll send you a picture later of the... The display of narcissism. That's why I call it my Starscream display. <laughs> Pun intended. That's oh. funny. That's all right. That's how I am with Megatron. Never voiced him professionally, but I like to have every single one of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Well, you, you voiced him in something, though, right? Didn't you voice him in uh, an audio drama? Dark yeah, in audio dramas and, and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that counts. And, and, that counts, counts when you're buying toys. Yeah. Dark glass. There's a, I, I had to, you know, I mean, I was going to buy it anyway, but I splurged on the... Um, uh, the Scorponok, because mm-hmm. in one of the fan dubs a gazillion years ago, I voiced Zarek, and like I also had to buy. I didn't get the whole set, but I bought Drillhorn, because in another one of the dubs, uh, two million years ago, I boy bo- I voiced Drillhorn in, in in that one and stuff. And if they yes. make a Victory Leo, I'll do that too, because of the <laughs> TF Cog days. Remember yeah. Victory Leo? Yeah. Yep. Well, they that's why got, I got Scourge. Yeah. 
That's a great toy too. It is too. I, I, I had the original, uh, or not the original, but I had the titanium one years ago and I, I got rid mm. of it cause I was like, I want one that looks like the movie. <laughs> and then they did it. So. Bad, the titanium one. I did like the generations one, the flying wing one. That was, that was a fun mold all, all yeah. around. A little different, but it, 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 yeah. it accomplished it really well. One day I'll get that Serpentor repaint of that. <laughs> it's I command. So switching gears a little. That's uh, a good episode. Yeah. Yeah, it is a good episode. <laughs> um, what are your favorite parts about voice acting? Oh, gosh. I mean, it's a great career if you're indecisive. You're a doctor one day and your mom's proud. Then you're a fuzzy bunny the next day and your mom's not so proud. It's weird. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I love every aspect of it. I love every aspect of it. The people that you get to work with are just a damn blessing. Uh, I, I think of most careers, even different type of acting, uh, the people that you get to work with, your fellow actors, everyone from in, in every aspect is just usually just so kind, so nice, so supportive of each other. Um, so that's great. But also, I mean, that's just it. it it's just mind blowing to be able to do what you love and, and pay the rent with it and buy food and feed your cat. It's, uh, yeah, never lose sight of that. I never lose sight of that. It's amazing. So who are and or were your influences in making you the voice actor you are today? <sighs> Jeez. Um, <laughs> we talk about all the, uh, the old G one guys. I mean, of course, Frank Welker, um, I, uh, I love doing creature stuff, and that's all because of Frank Wilker. Uh, Peter Cullen, um, I still can't believe that there's a show out there that exists that when Peter Cullen says Starscream, he's talking about me. That doesn't, it still doesn't register. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you two stories. Back in like the early 2000s, or 99 or 2000, whatever, um, Greg Berger was there. And I was like, you know, I made my own demo and like, excuse me, sir, may I, may I give this to you? <laughs> you know, very nervous and stuff. Greg turns around and says, not unless I can give you my own. Gets up, goes back to his hotel room with his wife, grabs one of his discs, finds me on the floor and gives me his demo. I still have that thing to, the, to this day. It is one of my prized possessions because like, here's the stupid wet behind the ears kid walking up to Grimlock, right? And he's just like, no, I'm just going to treat you as like, you know, this other we're just we're going to exchange them. And that's it. And like, and, and that, that stuck with me. It stuck with me. And another story, uh, Michael McConaughey, um, he through this one interaction became like the Obi-Wan in my mind where uh, he gave me this advice of if you have butterflies in your stomach, uh, don't try to get rid of them. Make them fly in formation. And just the imagery of that, I like to this day when I go into the booth, if there's I mean, you know, now we were just kind of going there and have fun and do it and stuff. But, you know, whenever there's any kind of uh, feelings like that, I still think of those words that he said to me. And That's very cool. It's so cool. And all of those guys like through the years and then eventually like when my career started picking up traction and you're there uh, on the stage with these people. And, and Gary Chalk, Gary Chalk, uh, one of the TF cons, Jason and I were up there. He kept turning to us and referring to us as, oh, the young Turks are here, right? And, like, <laughs> it, it's some little thing that he says, uh, like, it's, you know, whatever, you know, it's, it's a fun joke. But then me, I'm, like, remembering this. Oh, my God. Primal just, you know? Uh, so, so I think that's just 
the idea that you can be uh, because these are like in my mind like the biggest celebrities in the world right oh yeah outside of the fact that i might actually be in something with them at some point these are the biggest celebrities in the world and just to see how like amazing they are with uh with every i can't even i'm, I'm not completing sentences uh but yes alan oppenheimer is another one a big uh, influence of mine as a kid, Skeletor, Falcor, a whole bunch of oars. Uh, something I got to thank him for at a at a recent convention. I walked up again timidly. Now, as an adult playing Starscream and stuff, because we we were it was a trans it was, it was a TFCon because you know mm, he was mm-hmm. yeah. many of the Transformers, Beachcomber, great great episode. Uh, the uh, 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 and and I and I went to him like, hey man, I, I just didn't want to do this in front of everybody, but uh, I just wanted to really thank you. You've been this inspiration to me. And like, he shook my hand and pulled me in and was like, so like, weirdly like, so gracious, so kind to me. And I'm I'm, I'm just some schmo you who happens to have a similar job career description. Um, and yeah, yeah. So uh, so those guys clearly. Um, David, who I've been gushing about before, all of the old, uh, the Beast Wars cast, uh, who, you know, I've met at the BotCon, they were always guests at BotCons, uh, Ian Venus, uh, yeah, one of my, the first anime that I loved was called Ranma Half. You guys familiar with this? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. All right. So both Venus and David were in that. So I heard them there before I heard them in uh beast wars or somewhere because i I think i first watched ron mahaf in japanese with chinese subtitles up the block at my friend's house when i was living in queens so i would be like what did they say what did they say what did they say so it's a while before i got super up uh it's ridiculous but um (laughs) yeah i i don't know i'm somewhere in there is an answer to your question uh basically (laughs) i love everyone and it's uh every moment of that kind of Played a different little little nugget into uh, into guiding me to uh, to the stuff I get to do today. Jeez. Nice. Yeah. Did you audition for any other roles besides Starscream? Oh yeah, for back in um, for Combiner Wars, uh, for War for Cybertron, they directly invited me and Jason to reprise the roles. Because um, it was the same showrunner, F.J. DeSanto, who is a god amongst men, uh, one of the nicest, nicest people, and a New Yorker too. So that's that's mm-hmm. freaking great. Um, but he and Matt were uh, Matt Murray, the supervising producer, another amazing human being. Um, they they invited us back for uh, uh, for War for Cybertron, but for Combiner Wars, I think I auditioned for Starscream and Megatron. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, my Megatron was definitely very different than uh, than Jason's. It was uh, it was much more strained, like the regular sort of uh, G1 Megatron. Um, and Starscream, I think it's water there. Excuse me, uh, <laughs> it's because I talk too much. Um, Starscream, I actually got a call uh, from Eric, who's the showrunner on that. He he made uh, Eric Calderon. Um, Minor Wars, I got a phone call from him when I was shopping. In, I was grocery shopping and stop and shop off of uh, <laughs> Metropolitan Avenue in Forest Hills, if anybody knows who that is. Mm-hmm. And he was calling me to tell me that he could not hire me and that he – or he was like – it was like a, it was a sad call. And to say that he didn't know what he wanted and yada, yada, yada. 
so I, you know, I got the call. I ran out into the back in the, the parking lot. And I'm standing next to a dumpster. And he's like, well, I don't really know if I mind. Have you ever seen Game of Thrones? There's this character, Varys, that I was thinking, oh, oh, okay. Uh, and we were going back and forth uh, to mm-hmm. try to figure out this, this, this is the voice, the voice of Starscream, because he did not want G1. He did not okay. want that. The, Understandably. Just the, yeah. Um, and we're going back and forth, back and forth. And then uh, he's like, hold on, I've got to get someone else on the call. And then back and forth, back and forth. And he's like, uh, I got to call our casting director. Hold on. So, you know, like I said, I'm walking back and forth by a, a dumpster <laughs> in the middle of Queens. My girlfriend comes out, and I'm like, I'm so sorry that I had to just walk away from you. But, you know, <laughs> and so we drive back to the apartment, and and I'm pacing back and forth, waiting for this call, waiting for this call. And Eric calls me back, and he's like, you know what? They just reminded – the casting director just reminded me that they worked for me. Congratulations, you're Starscream. And, uh, again, I shit you not, uh, next day I was on a plane. The next day I was recording. It was like that quick. Wow. And it was like it blew my mind. And also my my birthday was like the day after that, too. So uh, here's something kind of fun. Uh, I spent my birthday playing Dungeons and Dragons with the showrunner and a bunch of other people from the industry around here because I had my lucky D20 in my pocket. And (laughs) after uh, it was me and Abby and Eric were sitting at a bench outside after we did our first records. Uh, Abby Trot, uh, the amazingly talented Abby Trot, uh, Abby Trot who played uh, Windblade. Uh, in, mm-hmm. in, um, and, you know, she's a, a demon slayer and uh, Carmen San Diego, a bunch of them. Um, mm-hmm. And we're sitting out, and I, I take the thing. I was like, "Oh, you're a player, hey?" I'm like, "Oh, yes." And what are you doing this weekend? I'm gonna sit in my hotel room eating Seven Eleven food on my birthday. Uh, so yeah, I got to play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, and it was uh, it was it was ridiculous. I was a a dwarf and they were all like range weapons. I could do nothing. I just stood there screaming, holding my axe like John Reese Davies. And, uh, but yeah, yeah. Another, another intersplice of Dungeons and Dragons in, uh, <laughs> into life. So really quickly, you mentioned dwarfs and I'm yes. like, Oh, this is a perfect spot to put this. What's I'm up? looking at your IMDb. And mm-hmm. the first thing I think of is why did they cross the Red Shoe Diaries with the Seven Dwarfs? <laughs> what was it like being on Red Shoes in the Seven oh Dwarfs? God. That was a it was a good movie, man. Like it was I'm it was not, very I've never sweet. Seen it. I'm just oh saying, God. like just yeah. looking at the title, Red Shoes, <laughs> Seven Dwarfs. It it made me think of the old Showtime series, The Red Shoe Diaries. Oh my God, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> I try. Oh my god. So <laughs> the red shoe uh, so, so, so someone's gonna send you like some kind of like fan art now that you probably don't want. <laughs> Starscream in red shoes with a bunch of dwarfs. They can be mini Pino, what was it? Pino, Noki, and Kyo. I, that, yep. I love that. I got. The, I played three characters: Pino, Noki, and Kyo. And just the pun of it was freaking amazing. It's so great. That was a really good. That was a really good movie. I, I enjoyed it. Very cool. So, are there there any crazy off the wall behind the scenes stories that you can tell us from your Transformer series you've been in? Um, crazy behind the scenes off the wall. Do do do. 
nothing that I can say on the radio. Um, we did go sing karaoke once, and uh, in character. <laughs> yes. Yes. It makes it so much better. Is that um, on YouTube anywhere? <laughs> it was not. It was. We were literally just hanging out after a records once, and uh, Starscream sang "Creep." Radiohead sang "Creep" by Radiohead. That's awesome. Wow. I can so see that. It's okay if it hurts. I want to have control, and so forth. Yeah, he is kind of a creep and a weirdo. Yep. <laughs> so have there there uh, have you ever seen something in a script that you refuse to say? Uh, no, no. I mean, I've had jobs that like very rarely, very rarely. Um, but there have been some things where it's like, I don't really want to do that. And usually if it's like something remarkably extreme or anything hateful, I don't want to like, uh, support anything like that, I guess. But I mean, no, 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 I'll, I'll do, I'll help it. I'll help people move a couch if they want. (laughs) Just remember to pivot star scream. Pivot. (laughs) (laughs) Good pull, dude. Yep. Which character is a throat ripper for you? Which character absolutely destroys mm. your voice? Hmm. Uh, none of the Transformers. I can actually, like, there's a there's a place that I can go in the throat for all those guys. Um, I mean, here, here's a little bit of, a, of the behinds. Uh, Laserbeak, uh, voicing Laserbeak was, like, a lot of that got dropped or cause there was from scenes that were cut from the first two seasons. Um, uh, mm-hmm. clearly I haven't seen kingdom yet. So, um, but that one, I guess there's a little, uh, I have to bring down my gain here because a lot of that's, <laughs> so that kind of <laughs> doing that for two hours is a, is a bit much. Absolutely. Yeah, we it it sucks that he's gone. But if he was still around today, do you think you would survive a Wally Burr session? Oh my God, that's the dream, isn't it? <laughs> I, I would. It, it it doesn't matter how how many licks you take. You just you're just smiling the whole time. Yep. Oh man, yeah. All right. So somebody said to me. After WandaVision was over, and I, I don't know if they said it to me or if they read I read it online. Somebody said to me, your Starscream, Jason's Megatron, WandaVision style. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> I need to get the two of them in a room and figure out who would be Wanda and who would be Vision and then have them voice it. That sounds like a panel idea, my friend. <laughs> it could be. Starscream and Megatron. I, I was trying to get uh, Jason to do this for a while. Uh we, uh, <laughs> my girlfriend actually went through and transcribed an old Odd Couple episode where oh, those are fun. Megatron would be Oscar and Starscream would be Felix. And I just wanted to like, no, no change to the text. Just read them straight through because mm-hmm. there's there, there's something there. There's a sitcom there, and especially in the Prime Wars kind of relationship that they had there. There's there's definitely something there. That would be hilarious. I because mm-hmm. I I had to do in one of my acting classes in college we had to do a uh, a scene from The Odd Couple and I I could clearly imagine those two characters. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
so what's your favorite part of the Transformers fandom since we keep going back to that? Transformers fandom? Um, yes. Like what? Like what? Give me an example. Um, so like the maybe like the panels or the 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 groups that are online or. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, OK. Yeah. Um, well, man, one, one of my favorite things was uh, was at conventions where we would all like sit in the lobby paying, playing a uh, paper telephone and like sort of hanging out. And uh, the parts parties were always super fun. Remember the parts parties? Mm-hmm. People would come with like tackle boxes full of like oh, yeah. random missiles and crap and go to somebody's hotel room. So, like, you know, we really know a party at a Transformers convention, <laughs> late night drinking and swapping missiles. <laughs> uh, oh, silence. Uh, that joke fell. That's... I, I can't imagine Starscream drunk. Well, there's that image of the, the, the bad energon when he's drinking. <laughs> Whoa, what? My left wing fell off again. <laughs> the tolerance is just well, very low. See what I did there, Joe? <laughs> Joint tolerance. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been to a few of the fan conventions uh, now as a, a voice actor. Uh, and now that we are living in this weird pandemic era of virtual cons everywhere, what are your thoughts about them? About them being... The virtual cons. The virtual cons? It's yes. cool. I mean, I don't have to wear pants. It's wonderful. Um, <laughs> one of the uh, one of the things I really, really miss, though, is when I do get to go to a convention uh, on the guest side of things, when there's downtime, I get to go to the floor and rummage through boxes. So I definitely miss that. Oh, yeah. I don't know when we're going to feel safe doing that again. I mean, literally putting your hand in a box like a friggin' Bene Gesserit witch with disease inside. Uh, I don't know if that's uh, that's that's in the immediate future, but I very much miss that. But outside of that, the, everybody's been wonderful with these uh, the online things. Um, I mean, I don't have another place to really record, so they just see me sitting at my desk with all my weird stuff and the D&D books and whatever. So that's cool. You get to kind of a little bit more intimate. You get to go look into people's houses. Uh, and if they don't have the, the fake Skype background, then, uh, then all bets are off, I guess. <laughs> intimate uh, or nothing. creepy, depending on your point of view. Yeah, so. yeah. 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 Uh, Auto-tune them afterwards, right? Yeah, digital yeah. stalkers, you know. Um, <laughs> details, I, you know? Yeah, details, details. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually watched your guys' con uh, at uh, – or, or panel at the uh, IACON online in January. January, yep. Oh, that was fun. That was yeah. really fun. Yeah, I, I had a panel myself, but it was about Beast Wars, and I, I went on a soapbox, and people were like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> what was your soapbox? I didn't get to see it. Uh, it was it was all about how Beast Wars uh, was what it, it what the Transformers fandom needed 25 years ago and what it still needs today. Basically, mm. Beast Wars saves Transformers, essentially. The, the, the inter-character, and Beast, specifically Beast Wars Season 2. The Transmetals mm-hmm. season. Oh, yeah. That was my favorite. Some of the best science fiction, but also some of the best character interactions in, in the science fiction. It has everything that makes, like, all the Star Treks and tr- Star Wars, all of the things that work were there in that second season. And and I, I love it so much. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, and it touches on so many genres too. That's the one season mm-hmm. that like you can pretty much go back and watch every episode, and it, none of it's filler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My I fit. mean, it's so it's so much shorter too. So yeah, they really just run with it. I'm sorry, what were you saying? My favorite scene from season two is between Megatron and Rhinox, where he's trying Megatron is trying to get Rhinox to let him in the ship or whatever. You get the golden and disc. Rhin- uh huh. Rhinox is like, go away. I'm busy, and he just puts a bunch of distortion noise feedback with him, and he's <laughs> like, ah, stubborn maximal fool. <laughs> I love because I love that sound effect that they used for the for the audio feedback. Oh, it's so good. I uh, I come in peace. You're about to leave in pieces. No need for violence, Rhinox. I merely wish to talk. Go ahead. It's a free planet. I'm busy. Stubborn maximal fool. He'll soon regret this impertinence. I love how just legitimately a a force to be reckoned with Rhinox is. He mm-hmm. never changes. He's not like he doesn't get transmetal or missiles that shoot out of his butter. He's just he's just Rhinox. But it's it's he's like dad, you know, where oh, yeah. uh-huh. like he, he he doesn't show how big his guns are. But then when 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 you finally make him angry, he will he can defeat Megatron. Probably he's a uh, he's amazing, but he doesn't seek to be leader. Rhinox is God. There's I feel like every day watching that show, you have a new favorite character and it's whoever is on screen. Black Arachne is your favorite character. Star uh, Silverbolt is your favorite character. Uh, I mean, Rat Trap, of course, forever Rat Trap. I think my my Skype handle right now, as you're talking to me, is Rat Trap. Don't give it uh, out. I'm not going to say Don't that. Give a it version out. of that. And you're right, 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 right. It's. Uh, type that out phonetically. And uh, but like some version of Rat Trap has been my handle uh, back in like uh, my old IRC days. Do you remember IRC? Oh, yeah. Text based thing. Yep. We used to go on there and Telnet and uh, the uh, the AllSpark boards uh, before I was uh, broadcast. I was uh, I was a version of Rat Trap. Um, that's a, that's a interesting story going back on a question. You said broadcast. The reason why I had that name on AllSpark was when I was like seven, eight years old, that was my made up transformer. That was my, that was my, my OC, my, my, oh, my wow. made up fed character was broadcast because I, I loved sound wave. I loved the, the things, the, the transformers that turned into mundane objects. I was like, was tickled with, you know? Mm. So I made this guy, he was a triple changer. So it was really cool. He turned into a the big old dumb wood panel television that was in our living room and a satellite because I wanted to make him as useless as possible, but a communications officer. I you know, eight years old. I thought this was really cool. Uh, right. Maybe nine. And so he was broadcast, and he was like, and and this is before like I knew anything about Twincast or you know when Blaster dies and comes back as a plaid blaster. Uh, so. Yeah, man, that, that, that was it. That, that is the origin of why broadcast was my handle for so long, because in my mind, it was my own character. So. <laughs> it's always fun go. to create your own characters, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Joss, that, that was when I was nine, but it's not like it stopped. It's, uh, it's great. I love the, the non-show toy characters, too. You can kind of like look at them. Oh, 
You're the Autobot chef. <laughs> it's like Ultra Magnus when he doesn't wear his armor, but he never shows up that way. <laughs> yep. Uh, so what alt mode would you want to have if humans could transform? Uh, a 2001 Jeep Cherokee. <laughs> Very specific. It's the car I had that I liked. Yeah, that's it. Or a uh, 1993 Chrysler LeBaron convertible, British racing green with gold rag top and gold interior. Another car I had at some point. Seems Neither to be like them, a, a trend uh, <laughs> to pick old cars. I, I have an old, yeah. or I, I owned an old 89 S15 uh, GMC pickup. Uh, oh, all right. And I had a, uh, it was two tone. Mm-hmm. Which, funny enough, I. I had the truck for years, and then I, I uh, back in the early 2000s, paid uh, Josh Bertram to turn it into a Transformer. <laughs> That's cool. So now it's the mascot of this program. <laughs> That's, That's cool. right. Ultimus I, I, Prime. Uh, what's his name? Ultimus Prime. Ultimus Prime. So what does Ultimus Prime sound like? I have no idea. You need you to figure out what Ultimus Prime sounds like, man. You're Prime. doing you're, you're a voice actor. Come on. Yeah, I've never actually thought about it, but it was mo- or the original incarnation of him before I had him as the the old truck that I used to have was he was a, a white clone of Optimus Prime before mm. like anybody was like, oh, that's Ultra Magnus. Um, <laughs> but he but uh, he has a lot of dark gray uh, on him instead of and he's got a fusion cannon on his shoulder. <laughs> So like best Megatron. of both worlds there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but he's more That's militaristic and less, uh, less, uh, you know. Well, freedom is the right of all sentient beings. No, they help us too. <laughs> you should totally like figure out like what he sounds like. Good to sound like you, and then like do intros for the show as the character that is the mascot that is the Transformer, like wheels within wheels. Fun intended. Uh, anyway, that's really cool. That would be fun. That would be good. I, I will do that. <laughs> I, I repainted a um oh gosh I forget his name uh it was from Energon or Cybertron the the, the Scout class that had sort of a convertible it was white you know what I'm talking about has a backpack that plugs on and off yeah they use it to make Botcon Cheetor oh nice oh you know what I'm talking yeah. about right yeah yep. frick I forget his name. But anyway, I repainted him to be the convertible that I used to drive. I had this uh, – God, it was a busted-up thing. I, it was held together with duct tape. I had to bolt a, a a button to the dashboard in order to hold it down when I have to turn on the ignition in order for the engine to actually turn over. Um, but yeah, so so this thing had, – it had, a, I had flowered seat covers on it too, only because the upholstery was ripped. But it, this thing was like – it was janky as heck. But I'm driving around New York. You know who needs it? And, uh, and so I made I made uh, his Cybertronian mode <laughs> out of this toy. But we got got like a metallic green paint, and I did the whole thing. It's somewhere around here, I think. I, I'm thinking about doing that with a uh, Combiner Wars Ironhide because it's a truck. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So or maybe that's next on the agenda. Movie Ironhide is a uh, pickup truck, right? It is. There you go. So, That'll work. Do yeah, it to a face swap if you want. Yeah. Just have Optimus I, I rip off his face. It's fine. Yeah, just rip <laughs> off his Put Prime's face on it. it it'll work. Give me your face. Give me your face. <laughs> uh, would you like to inform the fans where they can interact with you online? 
Sure. Uh, let's see. My website is franktodaro.tv. Uh, Twitter. I'm not a big tweeter, but uh, uh, Frank Todaro VO. I think Frank Todaro Voice on Facebook. And then on Instagram is just F Todaro. I think that's everything. Uh, if you see me in the grocery store, just say hello, I guess. I don't know. Um, that's where you can find me. <laughs> find him in the grocery store. Make sure you talk yeah. to him as Megatron. <laughs> in your cereal aisle. Yes. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ooh, what would it be like if Starscream had a cereal of his own? (laughs) (laughs) It'd be called Seekers. (laughs) They come in many colors. And they're all very marshmallowy. <laughs> so sugary sweet. They rot your teeth, kids. Oh, wait, wait, wait. For just a split second, please, as Starstream, say TV rots your brains. TV rots your brains. Thank you so much. That is awesome. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Good. <laughs> Any final lines from you, Megatron? Anything you want to say as Megatron to Mr. Tadaro or any of the voices that he voices? I'm all here. Ah, yes. It's Starscream. Whatever happened to you after I had the Maximals send you into outer space? With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Oh, it depends which reality you're really looking at. I mean, for a while I was a notary. I had a bed and breakfast in Vermont for a bit. It was all crazy. The neighbors were weird. Uh, but we were mostly just working on myself, trying to, you know, rebuild myself up after the whole death thing. And, and I, I'm feeling really confident now. But I'm, I'm thinking of uh, maybe writing a book. What would you call it? Oh, a wind touch of death. my wings. <laughs> the wind beneath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, those it sounds in- excellent. Yes. I'll send you a copy. Let me talk to my agent. Those neighbors in Vermont wouldn't happen to be Tori and Dean, would they? Sorry, bad reality joke. <laughs> bad reality TV joke there, folks. I feel like the Conehead should come in as like Larry Darrell and Darrell from New Yes. Heart. Yes, they should. <laughs> yes, they absolutely should. Oh, my God. Makes his own gravy, doesn't it? Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> All right. We'd like to thank Frank for taking the time to chat with us here in this GeekCast Radio Presents interview. Transform, transcend, and we'll catch you next time here on All Things Transformers and the TFG1 podcast. Unleash the geek in you. Good night, everyone. I can't even talk. Oh, wow. It sounded just like Dan Gilvezan. What the hell? It wasn't even Dan Gilvezan Bumblebee. That was just like his regular voice. Jesus, don't do that. This is bad comedy. So, thanks to me, the Autobot raids on our detention centers will come to a swift end. Or, should I say, a swift and brutal end. (laughs) 